This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Girl on Top Shallon XO podcast. I'm your host, Shallon Lester, and you might know me from my YouTube channel, where I analyze celeb relationships and scandals for the lessons we can take into our own lives. But here on the podcast, I answer the best questions you submitted over the past week. Welcome back to the podcast, Shalligators. I know I have left you guys so high and dry for months now, and I would say I didn't mean to, but I did because I did it on purpose. I'm so sorry. I just kind of needed a break and we did a little restructuring behind the scenes and, you know, some distribution, blah, 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 boring business stuff. But it wasn't because I wasn't thinking about you and it wasn't because I didn't miss you because you know that I have literally no other life outside of my career and you guys and I'm obsessed with you. So if you're new here, and you haven't really experienced this podcast, and you might just know me from my YouTube. Well, on the YouTube, you know, we cover celebs and stuff like that. Here, I answer more of the questions you guys have and just talk a little bit more about our own real-world experiences that do not involve the Kardashians or Pete Davidson and, you know, frickin' frack, whoever we're always dealing with on, on the YouTube channel. And I really thought long and hard about what I wanted our first topic back to be. And you know, Valentine's Day is coming up, so I thought, oh, you know, maybe I should do that. But what I am gonna do for you for Valentine's Day is, you guessed it, Shalentine's Day. We're doing a block of Shalentine's videos on YouTube, dealing with things like how to put the spark back in your relationship in like a PG-13 way, because you know, I'm always gonna tell you the R-rated version, but we've covered those a great, cheap, and easy, and sexy gift for a guy, how to be okay being single on Valentine's Day, and how to just kind of ignore it in general, plus how to raise your standards or manage expectations when it comes to your guy and Valentine's Day, and if that's even a healthy thing to do. It's a more complicated topic than you might think. So we've got all of those, I believe, starting on February 10th on YouTube. Get excited about that. And if you guys want to talk to me one-on-one, head to my website, shallonlester.com. You can click submit a question. That's where I source these questions from for the podcast. And it's always anonymized. I change any relevant details. Do not worry about them. Not here to blow up anyone's spot. Unless it's Pete Davidson and the Kardashians or like my ex-boyfriend. We'll, we'll do some episodes there. But 
What I realized I wanted our first topic to be about is the concept of high self-esteem and low self-worth. When I first moved to Montana and I was like, you know, getting to know all my friends and getting into the group and everything, I went out with some girls and this one girl, Kelly, who is just like, if you look at her, you're like, that's a bad bitch. She's got like tattoos on her hands and she runs an art gallery and she's just cool. She's just like the cool bad bitch in town. She can wear like, she has like baby bangs, but they look awesome. And you're like, how are you doing this? It's amazing. So I'm inclined to believe pretty much anything she tells me about life or art or tattoos or bangs, anything. But we were just getting to know each other. I think it was only like the second time we had hung out. Like, and it was in a group and we were all at dinner. And she said something. She said, Shallon, you have high self-esteem, but low self-worth. And I didn't really know how to respond because I didn't really understand what it meant. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I'm being honest, I was like, uh-huh, yeah. I could feel in my soul that it would be wrong to disagree with that. It felt true. I just didn't know why it was true. And I kind of put it in my back pocket and I'm like, high self-esteem, but low self-worth? Aren't self-esteem and self-worth like the same thing? Because what we were talking about is some dipshit that I was probably going out on a date with who was treating me terrible and I was like still obsessing about him. And that prompted her to say that. And I'm like, uh-huh. So I've had this concept rattling around in the back of my brain. I sort of assigned it to my subconscious, hoping that my higher <laughs> secret self could unravel this mystery of what high self-esteem and low self-worth actually meant. And I felt like the answer would come to me when it was meant to, and then I could start to really dig in and figure out how to fix it. Because we can't fix what we don't understand or what we don't acknowledge. So I was trying to acknowledge it, but I wasn't understanding it, which isn't something I experience very often. And I'm sure you guys don't either. Like when we are faced with a problem, when a friend comes to us and they're like, this is you, and they drag us to hell, we're like, oh shit. Like it's very obvious. We understand what's going on. But I just didn't in this case. And then the answer presented itself as you, lovelies. I was getting so many questions that really circled back to this concept of high self-esteem and low self-worth. So let us read one. This is a little chickety Valentina and it's a fake name and I'm always gonna name you guys after like soap opera villains, you know, like Blaine and St. Croix and Fairchild. Okay. She said, I'm a pretty accomplished woman. I'm very well educated. I have an MBA. I'm a runner. I have great friends and family. I travel. And yet in my dating life, I have been fortunate that I haven't experienced aggression, gaslighting, or jealousy, but what I have experienced across the board is soul-crushing apathy from men. They have this dead look in their eye, and they look at me like if I were to evaporate in that very second, they wouldn't really give it a second thought, just a, huh, okay. They never ask about me. They don't get to know me, and they certainly never come back after breaking up with me. Dating men in my life has just been this desert wasteland in the middle of nowhere, this deafening silence in purgatory. Any value I attribute to men is from my own effort. And at this point, I don't know what to do. Oh, girl, girl. <gasps> I feel like my own soul wrote this. Like, I feel like this was a message from my shadow self being like, what is going on? I feel this exactly. 
And you know, some of you guys had said recently, Shallon, you should reach out and try to interview Robert Greene, the guy who wrote The Art of Seduction and The 48 Laws of Power and Mastery. I mean, he is, he is truly like a god on earth. Like he is such a hyper mensch. Like I'm obsessed with him, but I thought, and I told you guys, like there's no way I could speak to him and not just start like throwing up and throwing up out of anxiety. I just, I've interviewed Oprah and I was like, cool. I could not even like be in the same room with him. I would just burst into flames. It would be too much for me. But like in my mind, I think, well, what what you know, what would we ask him? Of course I'd want to talk about seduction. And when I read The Art of Seduction, when we've talked about seduction, you know, we talk about like their shadow self, appealing to a guy's shadow self, like their wound, like create a wound, create a need, and then fill it yourself. But what I keep encountering is what Valentina keeps encountering. These men who are like blank fucking slates. They're just kind of there. My ex-boyfriend is like a cardinal example out of this. He used to drink a lot. He went to rehab and got sober. And I like him far less now. Not that I want him to drink. He was a nightmare. But at least there was something there. At least fighting had a spark of passion. At least his nightmarish qualities were qualities. Now he's just like, he's just this block of salt. He didn't replace that negative habit with anything positive or dimensional. He didn't like start reading books or listening to philosophy podcasts. I mean, who knows? Maybe he did. He's not telling me about it. It's just like, there's nothing to connect to. And if there's nothing to connect to, how do you, I mean, seduce someone? Where is their shadow self? There isn't even a present self, let alone something deep bubbling beneath the surface. And I realized like, this would be the question for Robert Greene. Like we encounter these guys who are so fucking bland. They're like this bowl of oatmeal come to life cosplaying as a Tinder date. And I, with so much shame and horror, I realized what his answer would be. Why do you want to seduce someone like that? And I wouldn't have a reply. The reply would be me bursting into flames and throwing up just out of like pure shame. Because exactly why would we want men like this? Valentina hit the nail on the head. The last thing she said, Any value I attribute to them is from my own effort. Now, when we've gone and read The Art of Seduction, if you haven't, pick it up. I mean, pick up the, I like the physical copy because it is dense like a textbook. Like you need to highlight, make notes, refer to the bibliography. I don't think it works very well in a digital format. Like I need to really like carry it around like a Bible and like use it as a weapon to protect myself (laughs) because it's that heavy. But in it, kind of the central philosophy is You can seduce someone by being a bit of a blank slate so that they can project their fantasies onto you, you know? And and there's a bunch of different types of seductive characters, like who we are as the seducer. My character is the star. I mean, yeah. I'm not like the coquette, like the innocent one. I try to play innocent sometimes. It, oh God, it backfires. Guys are like, I think you're, I think you probably have had sex in a shower before. I'm like, no, I'm just like a little virgin Mormon lamb. They're like, cut the shit. You have restraints on your bed. <laughs> you have to just lean into like what you authentically are. But the reason we do that is because then we can target someone who's easily manipulated by that seductive character, by me being the star, you being the coquette, right? Because then it's fantasy fulfillment. They project their fantasies onto us and we provide, we're just filling in the blanks, you know? And exactly, this is what Valentina said. Any value I attribute to them is my own effort. This is the art of seduction in action. 
only reversed. We are allowing them to be the blank slate. I mean, half the time, because they fucking are, because they're just goobers, because we are projecting onto them. With my ex, oh, he's just such a cool, fun, like country guy, and he can do all these country things. And I really needed that because I was new to Montana, you know, so he was kind of a hurt locker that I imprinted on. But when it really came down to it, he didn't do anything. He might've been able to do these things, but he wanted to just sit on his couch and shotgun White Claws. And now just sit on his couch and not shotgun White Claws. Like he really wasn't doing anything. So when I was forced to confront that, it's like my affection for this person is based on my own fantasy projection. Okay, this is a bit of a segue from the high self-esteem, low worth kind of thing. But it, it, I think it's so crucial because it speaks to why we allow these oatmeal men into our lives. We are projecting onto them. And then we become enraged when they don't give anything back. But that is the nature of fantasy projection. You know, like... Think about a prostitute. A prostitute is there to fulfill fantasies, you know, to act out fantasies. Like you can't get mad when it ends up like kind of bland. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's a bad example because I actually want to sleep with people who have a mind of their own and personality. I don't know what the dudes do. They're like, it's great that she doesn't talk. What's her name? I don't fucking care. Men are trash. We know this. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. So let's get into high self-esteem, low worth. Hmm. You ever been into like Gucci, right? Or Chanel, any, any nice store. And however you define nice, girl, that's up to you. Because you know what? Every store operates the same goddamn way. You don't get to negotiate. Have you noticed that? You go into Gucci and you're like, oh God, that purse is $1,500. I'll give you 25 for it. They're like, hey, Massimo, get her out of here. What is she, what's she fucking talking about? No, basta, basta, no, no. Arrivederci, signora. Uh, no, I, I, sorry, we not do that. They're not like, oh, really? Wait, you think it's kind of stupid that it's priced there? But you said you like it, but it's, but you should pay less for it. Oh, I mean, I guess that doesn't make sense because if you like it, why wouldn't you pay what it's worth? But oh, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Fine, just take it. In fact, you don't even need to pay $25 for it. Just fucking take it. Take it's, You know what? It's all yours. It's fine. No, actually, it's a gift. I want to be doing this. It's, <laughs> even though it's like calfskin leather and like handmade in Tuscany, it doesn't... No, you take it. How much value would Gucci have as a brand if that's how they operated? Zero. They are luxury because they are priced high. They know their value and the price is the motherfucking price, okay? They don't have sales. They don't have sample things. They don't put them in TJ Maxx. You want Gucci, you go to Gucci, you pay what Gucci asks you to. When have you seen someone be like, oh, it's, yeah, no, it's like a really nice thing, but hey, you know what? Just a dollar and a quarter is fine. 
at a garage sale when someone needs to unload their shit. Either they need money quick, they're moving, they got to get rid of all this crap, something where they understand the value of that vintage Gucci they've got sitting on that stupid card table in their driveway. They understand that it's nice, or maybe it's a family heir, whatever it is, but they're willing to part with it for X, Y, and Z. You know what X, Y, and Z is? Desperation. Maybe not the most extreme desperation, I gotta feed their family, but garage sales are kind of, like, that's why I hate them, because they're sort of like desperate festivals. I, I don't know, like, I just, People want to get rid of stuff and they're, I hate to see how low things are priced. It, they just make me kind of sad and I don't like secondhand things. I, I got bed bugs one time. Yeah, that's a whole thing. So <laughs> I don't, I don't buy, no, but good for you if you do. Like whenever I see people like my friend Kelly, like she'll pick things up vintage and I'm like, oh, that looks so cool. And if I try to wear it, I look like I'm having some sort of psychotic break. Like I just wandered out of a camp. So anyway, no. How does this relate to high self-esteem, low worth? High self-esteem is exactly what Valentina said. I have a master's degree. I have great friends. I run, I'm in shape, I'm cute, I travel. Like she, right there, high self-esteem. She knows her value. She knows she is a Gucci bag, hand stitch, calfskin, new design. She knows it. But she is taking that Gucci and putting it on that stupid bullshit card table in a driveway and selling it for $4. That's what she's doing, and that's what we're all doing when we go out with guys with the dead look. We cannot control someone else's interest in us. We're going to meet people in life who are like, ew, Gucci's stupid. You're stupid. People aren't going to value the same things we do, whether that's a purse or whether that's a personality. Our job is not to stick around and force them to carry this bag and to carry us along with them through life loving us. No. Our job is to price as marked. There is no negotiation. No, I'm not, not knocking $10 off this. No, I'm actually not coming over to your house where you make dry broccoli and chicken wings and calling that a date. No. When we do those things, when we dial down our standards, when we give in to our deal breakers, you know, we set these boundaries and we're just, well, I don't know or even worse, when we fail to have any at all, when we don't price anything. You walk into Gucci and it's like, how much is this? Uh, I don't know, you, uh, you make an offer. I, I decide right now in the, in the moment. I'm nervous, I don't know what to do. How, how much should we price it? Massimo, no tell me, I don't know. They don't fucking do that. They know exactly what it's worth ahead of time. They stick to their guns, that's what it is. Are we doing that? I haven't. I mean, if I'm being honest, like historically in my life, no, absolutely not. I was doing the opposite because I thought, oh, no, 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 no. I can't have all these boundaries and standards and rigidity because think of all the people I'll miss out on. If I'm like, no, a date to me is dinner and a cocktail. It's not hanging at your house. It's not coffee because I hate coffee and I don't want to go to coffee at seven at night like a crack animal, right? Just getting all gassed up to do what? This is my version of a date. Maybe it's not someone else's, but hey, I can't let that be known. I can't set that standard because then what if they don't want to go out with me? Then what if they don't want to go out with you? Does Gucci stay up at night? I'm so sorry I keep using this example, but I'm looking right at one of my Gucci bags and I'm not creative enough to come up with a different example. Do the people, does Massimo and Luigi at Gucci, they're like, oh, 
that American woman who tried to give us a $20 bill. She laughed. Oh no, what are we gonna do? She laughed. Did you see? She laughed. She said, I don't need this. And she walked out. Oh my God, I'm not gonna sleep tonight. I'm so upset that this woman, this random woman who means nothing to us, she don't wanna buy a purse, Massimo. No. They're like, get the fuck out. We got a million other customers. Who cares? Who cares? I don't need you. I don't need you. Do you think our business lives and dies by this Karen coming in, slapping down like a Hamilton and trying to pay for something? No. And yet that's exactly our attitude when we date. I have to hold on to this guy. He's my only customer. So I need him to buy anything, anything from what I'm selling. And so I'm going to price it as low as humanly possible and hope, I, I hope that that works. How much value do people have for the things they buy at a garage sale? Almost none. You know, when I've gone, it's like, eh, fine, I'll buy it. If I don't like it, fuck it. I'll throw it away or donate it, right? You have a lot of value for something that's expensive. You're judicious about it. You save up. It's a goal. You treat it well. You don't toss that Gucci bag like in the backseat of your car. It sits up front with you. You don't use it to shield yourself from rain. You tuck it under your coat. You get wet. The bag stays dry. This is self-worth. You know the worth of that item and you treat it accordingly. Are you doing that with yourself? Again, no, I haven't. Because I thought, oh my God, I'm going to lose all these people. What I should have been telling myself is, oh my God, I'm going to lose all the wrong people. I'm going to lose exactly who I should be losing. Oh my God, that's great. Now, when I have boundaries and standards, I'm sticking to them. I went on a date the other day. I think I talked about this in the video and I'm going to keep talking about it because it's such an example. Our first date was coffee and fine. It was like, you know, 10 a.m. So that's fine. And, but our second date was, he, you know, he bragged about, oh, I cook and because I, I don't like to eat out. I'm really saving my money to buy houses. house. I was like, hey, you know, good for you. I really like that, you know, that financial philosophy. That's really cool. He's like, yeah, so I really like to cook. This motherfucker. Baked wings, chicken wings. I don't think chicken wings are an appropriate thing to eat in front of a man. Like when you're just getting to know them, they're ghastly. Like, have you ever watched someone eat chicken wings? It's a brutality. I eat them with a fork and a knife. I just, I eat almost everything with a fork and a knife, unless I'm by myself at home and then I eat like on the floor, like a possum. But apparently he was in full possum mode. First of all, the porch light wasn't on. I mean, I, you can't flip a light on for a woman. The house was dirty. He has several roommates, even though he's 32. He was in something like below sweats, like below even pajamas, like old, just grubby. I was in athleisure, but like my hair was cute. My makeup was done. Like I looked cute, but cozy. He didn't. He made dry broccoli, nothing on it, dry, and dry rice. What kind of psychopath eats dry rice? Well, him. And he ate it all with his hands. guys, I'm not even kidding. He ate with his hands, everything. He's like, well, I, you know, I don't even need a fork. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a fork. Um, yeah. Like we were just sitting at the kitchen table. There was no music. It was, it was a date, a date that you would go on with someone you've been with for a year. It's like, Hey babe, come over. Like whatever. I'm surprised he wasn't like farting around me. It was ghastly. His room was messy. His bed wasn't made. And I'm like, Listen, I was a good sport. Like we laid around and watched a movie. And like, I mean, literally that's it. And then I was like, okay, bye. 
mostly because I brought like donuts and I really wanted to eat them for dessert because I was starving. I ruled with it, but I will not see him again. And he texted me. He's like, hey, like, are you like ghosting me? I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, I, you're right. I shouldn't ghost you, but I just don't think that we're a fit. And he's one of those dudes who's very full of himself. So it's like, well, why? Why? Didn't you have fun the other night? And I was like, honestly, no. I mean, it was fine for a one-off, but it is not a situation I want to repeat. You know, like I wasn't going to be a brat and leave. And it was, I can roll, I can have fun doing almost anything for three hours. You know, like it's fine. I've been kidnapped in Africa and it was kind of exciting. I'm good eating dry rice, but this is simply not my standard. And this is, this is the term I use. This is not my standard. This hasn't met my standards. And guys like, you're a bitch. Wow. Are you finally listening? Huh? Thanks for paying attention. And this goes to what Valentina was saying. They don't listen. Well, are we giving them something worth listening to? You know what men listen to? Boundaries. And look, I mean, as I say that, as I say that, it's like, no, they should have some sort of organic interest in us. Of course they should. Of course they should. And I encounter this constantly. I mean, in Montana, I was laboring under the pathetic delusion that guys in Montana would be very impressed with me. Oh my God, she moved from New York City. Oh my God, she owns her own homes. Oh my God, she's a YouTuber. Nobody around here does that. Wrong girl, wrong, wrong, wrong. They literally couldn't care less. In fact, if they do care, it's because they hate it. If they're listening, it's because they're like, wait, you have like fans and you go on like trips with them? I'm like, yeah, it's amazing. And they're like, uh-huh. I can see that look in their eye. It's like intimidation and fear. It's like, bro, if you have a problem with this, well, then you have a problem with this. I don't have a problem with this. Like, fuck off, bye, get bent. But the irritation in Valentina's message, the thing that's soul crushing for her is not that these guys are reacting poorly. It's that she's sticking around. Now, I just said, I stuck it out for that date. You know, I didn't want to like, I was after the donuts, let's be honest. But I don't typically walk out in the middle of a date. But I have. I have. And it felt scary, but it felt good because it felt like I was Massimo or Luigi snatching that Gucci bag out of Karen's hand and saying, get the fuck out of our store. I don't think that was an Italian accent, but you know what I'm saying. I felt good. I felt like I had set the price and I wasn't negotiating. This wasn't actually an emotional garage sale. No. And that's when it clicked for me. High self-esteem, low self-worth. Valentina knows she's a bad bitch, but she's allowing people to treat her otherwise. And like we said, we can't control how a guy reacts to us. We can't, you know? And the more we try, the more desperate and pathetic we look, ironically, it's when we take that Rihanna standpoint, it's like, bitch, if you don't like me, get out of my way. The guy's like, oh, oh, because the bad ones do. They do get out of our way. But the other alpha males are like, I like that. I like her. She's, ooh, yeah. Get smarter, get funnier. Tell me about everything that you're doing. I love this about you. And it stood out to me so much in her message when she said, they never come back for me after we break up. Because this to me means she's trying to recoup that investment, which we all do. We all do. Like, 
She walked out of that garage sale with that Gucci bag and she never came back to give me 1400 more dollars. No. Why would they? You set the price. You permitted and promoted that treatment. Why would someone exceed expectations? You're not even exceeding them for yourself. You're not taking a stand and being like, no, this isn't how I want to be treated. We can do that. And people can be like, well, fuck you. I don't want to treat you like that, which is exactly what this chicken wing guy was. He's like, well, I think you're being a brat. I was like, cool, bye. I really don't give a shit what you think, you know? But if we're not taking that stance, I mean, what on earth are we expecting to happen? And the reason we get so bitter is because we know this. There is our psyche underneath there, the MBA student, the runner, the great friend, the wonderful daughter, the jet set travelista, who is sitting on this date, chucking and jiving, trying to ask this dumbass oatmeal dude questions to draw him out, hoping against hope. He's gonna ask this question in reverse. That girl inside, that bad bitch is tearing her hair out. She's like, what are we doing here? Do you know what we could be doing with this time? Look at everything else we do with our time. We run, we study, we see our friends, we plan a trip. Why are we here? But your fear self is like, well, we just, we need a guy. And you know what? If I just, if I just try a little bit harder, then he's going to engage. If I just eat this dry rice with my hands, he's going to be like, oh my God, she's such a cool girl. I want to marry her. It doesn't matter that I don't want to marry him. No, 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 no. I need the validation. I am here at this goddamn garage sale. You better take what I'm selling, please. You know what? I don't even want to sell it. Just take it. Just help me. I'm desperate. And we wonder why we feel this soul crushing feeling. We wonder why we use terms like wasteland and purgatory. How on earth could we possibly feel good when we behave and when we betray ourselves like this? High self-esteem, low self-worth means betrayal. It means betrayal. Go back to Gucci. If Massimo let that bag go for 20 bucks, his ass would be fired. Be like, that's not what we do here. You've betrayed the standards of our company. Get the fuck out of here. Are we holding ourselves that accountable? Are we truly lower on the accountability totem pole than a retail store? Girl, yikes. So when I read this question from Valentina and I thought about it, high self-esteem, low self-worth makes all the sense in the world. I mean, it's tragic and it's awful. But once I start to see that, everything can then finally start to change. So how do we change that, right? How do we do this? Well, that is actually something we are going to talk about our next podcast. I know I don't want to leave you hanging except for the fact that I do and I'm going to, but <laughs> I'm going to offer some tips on what I did. Like when I started to see that shift and go from a garage sale to a Gucci. I said, if you guys need a little bit of one-on-one -on -one help and for a chance to be featured on the podcast, head to my website, shallonlesser.com. Also be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok where I do little short rants about celebs and basically just drag them for filth. And it's pretty fun. <laughs> We're gonna be back next time, Shalligators. I'll see you later, girls on top. Well, that's it for this episode of Girl on Top. Thanks for being part of the Shalantourage. If you have a love question you need some help with, find me on my website, shallonlester.com, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram at shallonxo, and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Stay sweet, stay savage.